0: Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter and joining me as always
1: it is Lady Shasha, Mistress of the Snark, coming to you live and direct from sunny Orlando, Florida.
0: And this is a horror movie podcast, we get together, we, we talk about contemporary and VOD and sh- newish horror films, <laughs> it's a terrible intro but that's we again, uh, that's what we do, we watch a movie, we talk about it, it's that simple. Uh, And coming up on today's show, we are going to be talking about Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Although, on IMDb, it just says Escape Room 2, which means I think in the UK, they just called it Escape Room 2. I think they Mm -hmm. decided not to do the stupid subtitle. They thought, no, we're just going to go with the number. Too many movies are scared to go with the number. The sequels are scared of numbers now. It sickens me. It sickens me. I
1: I prefer the the numbers because... Trying to remember, especially specifically the Hellraiser sequels.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: trying to remember which one is which because they're not numbered, they just have different names is irritating.
0: Yeah, it's everyone thinks they're too good. I, I, you know they weren't the first to do it, but I kinda blame Lord of the Rings for this mentality. Mm-hmm. Everyone after Lord of the Rings, everyone's waiting to colon. Colon, something else. Mm-hmm. No, no no no. We Ayo. could also <laughs> we
1: could also blame just a teeny bit, Halloween season of the witch, for the for the sub- the sub um, title
0: title. <laughs> is that the, that wasn't the first to do that, was it?
1: That's the earliest one I can remember. It's Halloween colon season of the witch. Oh, it's, ha- really no. it just-
0: it's Halloween three colon season of the witch.
1: Oh, oh my bad.
0: There's a, there's a three in there.
1: There is a three. Okay.
0: okay. Um, I think technically no one ever remembers this, but technically Friday the Thirteenth four. Doesn't actually say four in the title. It's just Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. It goes back yes. to having numbers yeah. after that, but mm-hmm. five if if I, actually I don't go back to numbers till six. But definitely, it goes back to numbers at six. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, and then it
1: goes away from the numbers again when it does um, H2O and then resurrection.
0: That's Halloween. You've jumped back to another franchise.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> They're all mixed together in my head. <laughs>
0: I thought we were going to say Jason Goes to Hell, which would have been mm. where yeah. expected you to go with that sense. But anyway, so Escape Room, Tournament of Champions. This is the second Escape Room. Uh, me and Tim did the first one on Screams when it came out like, I don't know, two years ago, whenever, whenever that mm-hmm. Um And you hadn't seen the first one. You watched the first one as well for, for the sake of watching yeah, the second I, one. I watched
1: it last night and I liked it better than I thought I would. I purposely watched last night because one of my pet pee- peeves is when a reviewer reviews a sequel to a movie without having seen the original. That just irritates me.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm meticulous. I, uh... I on the other shows, regardless of how bad and how unnecessary <laughs> some of the prior mm-hmm. films might be, I will insist and go through all of them before we do the new... Typically, there's probably a couple of exceptions, but by and large, that's the that's the real. Uh, the first escape room, like. I thought was a fun concept that was a bit too much of a Sony movie. It was a bit... They wanted to be cool. They wanted to feel slick. Mm-hmm. And the ending was a bit weird. But there was some fun to have in the actual escape rooms themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it would it'd have been nice if I cared about the characters more. It would have been nice if it was... You know, I feel like you either go total fun schlock, which I feel like the movie is desperate to not do. It's desperate to take itself a little too seriously. Mm-hmm. Or you give me better characters and maybe more, like... Smarter rooms that are actually like mm-hmm. fun to puzzle out with the characters rather than the silly over the top kind of like CG spectacle of oh, now the floor's falling away and like mm-hmm. you know, over the top stuff like that. So,
1: uh, or could give us a little bit more um carnage because part of this reminded me of um Cube, but Cube was a bit
0: more gory. Oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I think um, yeah, just a little bit more, I don't know. So it's maybe like escape rooms where you could actually solve it with the characters whereas i feel like the actual puzzles in both the first and the second escape room like mm-hmm. you can just solve that in your own as a viewer they have to find things and explain ridiculous ideas and ridiculous mm-hmm. thoughts they have otherwise you would never get to it because they're so chist and so weird mm-hmm. so uh, something where you could actually you know n- not be too predictable but something where if you are paying attention you might get the solutions first or you might mm-hmm. be like yeah, So that, that'd that be something that would make it more funny to play along with. But uh, I thought the first one was very watchable, but not a great movie. Just a very watchable thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. That was, that was it. So that, that's where I was in the first one. Escape Room 2, Tournament of Champions. And don't worry, they have that moment in this movie. Do, do you know, so everyone made fun of this when the first Suicide Squad movie came out. Everyone made fun of Will Smith in the trailer mm-hmm. for the moment where he goes... Well, I guess it's some kind of Suicide Squad. Uh, like, mm-hmm. right, everyone made fun of that. This movie has that for its subtitle.
1: Yes. <laughs> I couldn't believe that actually happened. Like, <laughs> when there's a character saying, what are we, in some type of tournament of champions? I said, no. That, Why did you do that?
0: The Suicide Squad line looks all right compared to this one. No one and mm-hmm. their right man would phrase this this way.
1: <laughs> hmm And it the- doesn't even make sense for her to say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and it was in the trailer uh, which mm-hmm. is probably why it's in the movie because they wanted to put it in the trailer to give it the, the uh, you know your, your big moment, your big money making moment Uh, so, obviously we're going to start spoiler free, but it is worth mentioning that characters in this are survivors, some of them, not all of them obviously but some of them are survivors from the first movie so inherently, in talking about this at all, we are going to have to mm-hmm. spoil a little bit at least of the outcome of the first one, so keep that in mind but we are otherwise starting spoiler free for escape room 2 so uh the basic gist of this i mean it's kind of in the title but basically our main character survived the last one uh i'm going to keep calling her julie because that was a character in lost in space but uh
1: oh zoe zoe
0: yeah (laughs) yes, zoe and uh, ben who survived Mm -hmm. the first movie uh she's still scared of flying and she wants to uncover and prove that this evil company's doing this to people and they drive to New York, because she doesn't want to fly, uh, to try and find the headquarters, take photos, do whatever. And almost immediately, there's a, a, a plant character, right? He's, he's to be a junkie, but he's really there to lure them into a trap mm-hmm. onto the subway. And of course, the subway train is actually part of an escape room, which then transitions to other escape rooms. And much like the first one, you've got a group of characters. The only gimmick this time is that all the people in it are all people who won previous... It's this Hunger Games. It's the second Hunger Games logic Mm -hmm. of... It's all the previous winners... Uh, Well, maybe not all. I I don't know. I mean, given how violent some of these traps are, I have to suspect there's been a lot of these games where no one survived. (laughs) mm -hmm. Because they very narrowly make it out in some of these. But that is the basic gist. Um, I mean, I remember from the trailer... Because I did see the trailer. I remember thinking they showed too much just because they showed me too many of the games. Like, oh, ah, yeah, like... It'd have been nice to get to, like, some of the later ones and not be... Because there's one that's a fake-out where you think they've got out, and I won't say what mm-hmm. it is, but... Like, this was in the trailer. You showed, you showed them realizing they weren't out yet in the trailer, mm-hmm. so... so what, what are you doing?
1: I'm glad I didn't watch the trailer, but even even with that, I knew that they weren't out because of how many levels they went down in the elevator
0: oh sure there's and, but, no
1: way that that would be out when you went down so many levels
0: and it was also it was also too early as well they mm-hmm. you don't know, run time and if you want to keep your your thinking hat on like ah we got 35 minutes left there's no way you're you're out into the world yet
1: mm-hmm. so
0: yeah that's that's the basic gist of it so i will a the question shasha what did you think of escape room tournament of champions
1: it felt like those movies that come on a sci-fi channel on Saturday. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I mean, I'm not mad at it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't exactly good either. It was just okay.
0: Yeah, I think exactly what I said about the first one applies. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I may have this one slightly, and I do mean slightly, like a slither more, mm-hmm. just because it it, it kind of got taken more like, we, we got we got to the, the actual games a bit quicker, it felt like, and it, it didn't need to do as much. Even though I do think the ending, like, it feels too easy, which is actually kind of mm-hmm. the point. That does come up that it is a bit too easy, but it it, it did kind of feel like, oh well, that's it. That's the climax. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. But I did feel like it got to the games quicker, uh, and I think because it wasn't... Because all the characters knew what they were in, I kind of liked that we didn't have to go through... Them all realizing the scenario they're in. Like, that was very quick because they'd all been through this before. So immediately they're all like, oh, this is like an escape room. Oh, let's try and figure it out. Whereas in the first one, there's a lot of, is it we sure this is real, guys? Are we sure this is real? Like, what, you know, like there was oh, a lot yeah. of that.
1: I remember I wrote my notes for the first one. There, this one guy, the, the corporate guy, he kept on running to the doors, finding it locked and banging on them. He did this three times. I'm like, <laughs> after the first time, it didn't work. And in the second room, it doesn't work. Why are you in the third room trying the same thing that previously did not work two times?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it got a little bit frustrating. And I think mm-hmm. because of that I'd say this one's slightly better. But otherwise it's surprisingly consistent in the sense that I still think it's very watchable. I don't regret watching either movie. But I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Like, I mean, they're, like if they're on a streaming service or they're on TV or something, yeah, they're mm-hmm. a fine thing to have on, you know. But th- that's like the extent. Like, they're still Sony movies. They're still try to be slick we can't just have a creepy room that has a fun puzzle that we can solve along Mm -hmm. with them it has to be oh no the floor is going to like melt and there's going to be like an elaborate cg laser system i mean i mean the laser one's kind of fun uh not to Mm -hmm. get spoilery but like but they are overly sillyly complex in a way Mm -hmm. that means you can't play the game with and, and you know in a way like i don't want to give saw too much credit but at least the not all the saws but the first saw mm-hmm. they're at least like they, they set up things in the room where you, if you're trying to think about it you can maybe start to predict certain things or start to think about what mm-hmm. at least what various elements or clues mean but in this, like, they have to go through like four or five rooms, whatever it is. So every time they go into a room, it's like, oh, there's an anchor, and there's a postcard, and there's a there's a metal detector over there, and it's like, but they have to like go through boom, boom, boom. There's no time to even possibly think, and they just find items that completely introduce new ideas. Like halfway through the escape rooms, which isn't unlike an actual escape room, but as a movie, it's hard to like engage us because it's just, yeah. You know,
1: also, it seemed like in this one, the escape rooms weren't tied to the individuals. In the first one, each escape room was based off of uh, a trauma that one of the participants survived.
0: Yeah, that's something in this that... this
1: one, I didn't see the connections. in the, Or maybe I missed it, but I didn't see the connections.
0: No, there's an explanation towards the end what the theme was, but the... Uh,
1: oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember what
0: it was. Yeah. I won't say it till we get to the spoiler part. Yeah, but Zoe Zoe questions that as well. She kind of you know. It's actually mm-hmm. worth mentioning that uh, I would not look at the IMDb cast list for this because there are spoilers uh uh Oh wow! Uh, so I would I would ignore looking at IMDb for this one. Not that you're going to be heartbroken. I think if you spoil Escape Room Two, mm-hmm. but um, if you if you care if you care about Escape Room Two and you want it experience all the all the twists and turns and the reveals then i would not look at the mdb list
1: uh i wonder why sony is so tied to pg-13 because they did the same thing with venom and i think that the new venom if i'm not mistaken is also going to be pg-13 i don't know why they feel so like tied to this (laughs) pg-13
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it goes back into what I was like uh, because I I think Sony movies all have this same feel. They all have mm-hmm. this like sort of wanna be, we want to be cool and slick, but their movies feel kind of hollow. And I would describe mm-hmm. these two movies like that. I would describe Venom like that. I would describe mm-hmm. uh the movie they put out like I think they did Life. I think mm-hmm. they did. You know, like I feel like they have a feel. They have a bloodshot. I think was Sony. And that again, same kind of feel. It's a Sony movie. Mm-hmm. Uh and maybe it goes with that, like they want the teenage crowd, like, oh we're we're teenage friendly, we're cool. We are something that thirteen year olds are going to think are awesome and badass, but anyone who's mm-hmm. over sixteen is going to <laughs> look at it and go, Oh, this is kinda of shit. Maybe <laughs> maybe not the worst thing ever, but kinda of shit. Like I said though, I think because we don't have to go through the the you know, what is like, is this real? Is all that stuff? I think because of that, the characters are probably slightly more likable in this one. And they're not great characters, but at least they get to the point quicker. And they each have their their thing, uh, their, their gimmick. Although one of them, which feels like a big deal, doesn't really play into it as much as I thought it would. Uh, Which is a bit strange, but, you know, so that, that, you know it's, it's fine. I, this is such a hard one to kind of talk. I mean, I feel like most of the conversation is going to be discussing each room more than anything else uh but i I will say it's it's one of those concepts where because they want the like it's a movie you know is never going to have like a proper happy ending because it and i know a lot of horror movies don't and there's a lot of horror movies that shouldn't have a happy ending and i'm glad they go for a downer ending or or whatever but i feel like this along with the saw movies that want to be cool and slick and we've got twists It just Mm -hmm. kind of feels a little bit mean-spirited. Like, no matter what, we're going to do this thing at the end so we can cut to black on this badass moment. Well, they think it's badass. It's actually just kind of like, yeah, yeah, every horror movie since the early 2000s has been kind of doing this type of ending. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been there. We've done that. Thank you and And goodbye. And
1: also, it doesn't make you care about the characters other than basically Zoe and Ben. I think in the first one, it takes longer to get to the um, escape rooms because you get a little bit of a backstory behind Mm. the characters. Like, you see the corporate dude being all corporate and and rude, and then you see Ben at his grocery store job, and you see Zoe being too shy to raise her hand in class. With this, all the characters, you basically just meet them on a train, and they say, like, maybe one sentence about who they were.
0: Yeah, it's like, I got a wife. That's one guy. Uh, (laughs) uh, One... Is like an influencer. What one, one used to be a priest, yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. and he's an alcoholic now because I mean, going through an escape room, you know, <laughs> made made him question everything, and now he's now he's all mm-hmm. uh he's all tormented. Uh, one they just well just don't.
1: I think she they if they revealed later that she had a um. Oh, don't
0: spoil it. Let's spoil it. Mm -hmm. that's why i'm struggling because i'm like other than that she doesn't really have anything to describe her yeah she's 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 a chick she's there Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that's that's basically her her whole thing uh and that's basically yeah there's not a lot to them i mean admittedly i don't necessarily need there to be a lot to them it's again it's 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 back to this like either you go full Mm -hmm. schlock And then it's okay that they're kind of thin characters. Just make them memorable by having their own. each of them their own trait. And that's fine. And they're just archetypes, whatever. Uh, Or you want to be a serious movie and you give us good characters that we care about that have, Mm -hmm. you know, some arcs, some at least make us care about them a little bit. Um, And it it kind of falls in the middle of both of those things, sadly, which is kind of the biggest failing of probably this and the first movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's it's not a bad... You know, I'll say this. It's, like, just under 90 minutes. It doesn't mm-hmm. waste time. It doesn't pretend that it's high art. And at least that I can say... I, I can say at least it's stupid and as cool as it's trying to be, which comes off a bit try-hard. It doesn't at least insult my intelligence but try to pretend anything else. Like, it doesn't... I don't know. Like, there's some movies you watch that you think you're making gold here. And this isn't gold. <laughs> this is, This is, you know fodder this is fodder which will be in theaters but will ultimately live on the 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 bottom end of a streaming service somewhere Mm -hmm. uh that people will stumble onto occasionally so
1: i would love to know what young people think of this movie because it's it's i'm guessing it's mostly meant for them so i wonder well actually anybody who's watching this that might be gen z what do you think of these type of movies if you're like 13 14 15 years old is this like are they reaching you? I want to know.
0: I'm glad you specified because I was about to say you can ask me. You know, you can just ask me what I think of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you're you're at least a senior in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I should know as a, as as a 24 year old graduate student. Oh yes,
0: know. yes. As a 24 year old, you should know. Yes. yes. Um, My
1: grandfather used to say he was 24 his whole life. Every time I asked him how old he was, he always said he was 24.
0: <laughs> I think what he meant was a multiple of 24. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, it's very watchable. It's watchable fluff. Um, some people may attach to it a little bit more and want to revisit it, because there's definitely some fluff cheesy things in the past that I've attached to that I do go back to. I don't mm-hmm. think this is that for me. But much like the first one, I didn't hate watching it. Like It was fine Like to have on. I, I wasn't miserable about it. Uh, which yeah, you know, compared to some of the things we watch for this show and mm-hmm. <laughs> the stuff that comes out, that's that is saying something, at least. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. Um, let's go with spoilers. Let's say spoiler warning, and we can get into the 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 meat of it. Uh, so there there are things that do annoy me right early on, which is Zoe's our therapist and. She said, oh, you're being paranoid. Like Everything's a clue. And she starts like, saying, this pen's a clue to you. This book's a clue to you. This bag's a clue to you. And I just sort of groaned and went, at the end of the movie, they are going to be clues. <laughs> and I'm going to be so annoyed at this.
1: I just thought it was the worst th- therapist ever. Like, this is not how you deal with trauma. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how you treat it.
0: Get back in a plane. Don't be mm-hmm. scared of cat. <laughs> especially like she sort of gives a shit for like suggesting to drive to new york because she's scared to fly and i'm like i mean she can drive it's not like she's saying she wants to drive across the atlantic she she can drive to another state it's fine like it's a perfectly normal thing to do
1: and it's understandable why she has a fear of flying she was literally in a plane crash where everyone (laughs) died except her that's an extreme trauma (laughs) that that is a reason to be have a fear of flying I mean. It's not irrational on her part.
0: Yeah. There's a couple of scenes with her and Ben where there's like, it's almost a tease that maybe it could get romantic. They never really go down that path, but it's still mm-hmm. open for the future. But it's just to show that, Hey, they kind of have this shared trauma together. They both survived mm-hmm. this thing. So they they kind of like want each other around. Uh, Like I said earlier, they very quickly get into a chase with a mugger. They end up mm-hmm. on the train and the train disconnects and ends up on its own. And it turns out that this is an a escape room, and the, the escape so escape room number one, the train. Uh, so it's a subway car which is electrified. So all the poles, all the stuff that you you get in the subway, all of that is like you get you get a shock if you touch it, and it it sort of gradually gets more intense as it as it mm-hmm. goes on. Uh, the actual like solving things, it it comes down to pulling the right, uh, you know. Uh, hand-pilly things, what do you mm-hmm. call it? The, the things you hold to just stay, stand up for your balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they pull them, they get tokens, there's a token thing at the front of the, the train and they, they put that in, and eventually that'll open a trap door. Uh, and they figure out which ones to pull because there's letters missing on some of the posters and the adverts on the subway. Um, I guess this is what I talk about when it's like it's so over the top, because by the time you get to the end of this this escape room, the amount of like electricity you can see on the screen that they're like ducking mm-hmm. and diving from is just so ridiculous that it's like how are any of you like alive like you should all be dead with the with the amount of like trappings. Yeah, my, my
1: criticism of this movie would be the first room, the first escape room. Those were feasible in how they were built. Like, okay, I could see someone could build that hot room, and I could see somebody could build the cold room. As a matter of fact, we have a place in Orlando called the ice bar. That's literally a bar that's made out of ice and everything in there is made out of ice, even the shot glasses. So when you go in from, you know, the usual 80 degree weather here, you have to put on winter clothes to go into the ice bar. So it's, that, that's completely able to be done. But these, how did they make lightning in a room? <laughs> I don't know how to make the lightning bolts in the room. I'm sure there's probably a way of doing it, but on that level, I don't know. It didn't seem feasible.
0: I mean, I can I can buy you can take a big metal container and have it sparking like that, like, yeah, all over Yeah, and you
1: it. can electrify the metal things yeah, with the actual like, little
0: lightning bolts. I I get all that. It's the amount of time that they survive inside while stodging mm-hmm. all of this electricity. Um, I've, I, I feel it like was a certain point where they just all be cooked. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just how it is, but um you know, because I think when it comes to stuff like this, like, the small parts of logic that I like is like, okay, do we have anything that we can use to touch the metal, right? So they find, like, a bit of rubber, and they say, like, oh, okay, right, so we got, we've got this, this sheet of rubber, we can rip that up, and we can use that for the handles. Those things are what I like in movies with concepts like this, because it's, oh, this is problem solving that I, the viewer, understand completely the logic of, and go, I would probably think of that in this situation. Um, but a lot of the leaps they take, it's like, I, I almost don't believe anyone would survive any of these rooms because the logic of how they figure out, like, and I know escape rooms are meant to be a little obtuse that's part of the fun. But the time constraints they have in these rooms, it's like, oh, you've got five minutes till you're all frightened to death. <laughs> like, you have to, like, go super fast. Mm-hmm. All, all of that just makes it really hard to kind of swallow. Uh, that said, it's not completely unentertaining in the sense that, they are getting more frantic as they go. They're trying to figure things out. Um, it, there is this realization as it's happening that they're all previous players of the game. So they're all kind of like freaking out. And I think that's the most interesting thing about the rest of the characters is how they all react. Like, you know, some of them start crying. Some of them get really scared. Is mm-hmm. they all? It, you, really, you do get the sense that this is traumatic for all of them that they're back having to do this again uh it's not a big positive because it's not something that really continues that much throughout the movie but at least in the opening like couple of minutes of realization there's, there's a variety of reactions that are that are interesting uh but the one thing the 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 blonde woman who we didn't really have anything to describe her with because her one mm-hmm. real trait comes later i will say she did kind of try to comfort the guy who was freaking out and it kind of felt like she was maybe going to be shown as more of like a like a a, you know, a cool-headed, uh, leader-type character. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think the rest of the movie really gave me that, but at least in that one moment, I thought, oh, maybe they're actually starting to set up some character traits for these people, and it, you know, it, it didn't, really. But, uh, you know, the, the priest's soul thing was like, why did I survive? I have survivor's guilt. You know what? I will let my faith help me, like, get other people through these traps by just taking blind leaps, which, you know, is going to land them me a bother soon. But, mm-hmm. uh... Yeah, so that that was the first room. It was okay. They get you know, it was fine. Uh probably I don't know, would you agree the next one's the best, the, the bank lobby?
1: Mm, I think that was the hardest one to pass.
0: Hardest, okay. And it
1: reminded me of a specific scene in Resident Evil, which even more so seeing they so had to take uh, an elevator don't, down uh, to don't, City, no. underneath
0: don't, don't bring up the Resident Evil movie. Don't. I hate it. I hate those I movies. I
1: hate it. I like the first one.
0: No, it, it has, sucks. It Alice has zombie uh, dogs. <laughs> you don't yeah, see those every day. The, the, there's, there's tons of zombie dogs in the games, which are much better. Mm-hmm. The, the, the stupid Alice is not even in the games. Oh yeah, Alice is
1: not in the games. Alice is just a figment of Uh, Her husband's imagination because it's his fault the director of of the um, Resident Evil movies He keeps putting his wife as the lead and she's not a great actress and she's really horrible at stunt court doing her coordinated stunts like and she doesn't sell any of these You don't have
0: to sell me on the horrors of Paul W.S. Anderson. I am Mm -hmm. well aware of the 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 dire straits of of what he represents um mm-hmm. he's a horrible filmmaker and uh I do not wish to discuss uh Resident <laughs> Evil movies any longer. Thank you very much. Uh I don't know if there's a new one coming out, which I'm not particularly happy about. But uh although, really uh, well it's not oh with him God. though.
1: They need to let, let the series die. No,
0: it's a reboot though, it's not with him. So at least at least it's okay. not, it's not Alice, it's not that. It's mm. they got their six movie. I can't believe that went six movies with that mm-hmm. crappy oh anyway. Uh yeah so a so, so room number two the the bank lobby uh so this one they they come in and there's like a, a checkered pattern floor kind of mm-hmm. uh, you know not right at the entrance but like from uh the sort of big central aisle where there's like the 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 counters on both sides and the idea is that some of them are pressure plates and that they will trigger a laser grid which isn't just you know if you think of uh, like you know anyone sneaking into like a, a vault or something and there's lasers uh usually it's just like an alarm trigger here there are actually lasers that are going to cut their their skin so it's like super mm-hmm. dangerous uh, hence the comparison to the the laser sequences from uh, cube and another film which will not be named mm-hmm. in fact shasha's got a demerit for bringing up uh, <laughs> a paul anderson movie uh, so uh, um it's okay all right you, you're giving me rules and they're trying to figure out which ones they can step on, and uh, and this is the sort of thing where, like, some of the, the solutions here are like, oh, the three clocks in the room say this, and there's this little, this message says, you know, follow the, 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 the you know, hour by hour, and that gives them the first, like, half of the, the path, the safe path. Uh, I think what I liked about this one, and maybe why I, I, think, I think it was my favourite, is because it gave everyone something to do. They kind of split up into different teams, because there was two sides of the of the room that had different clues and then the priest he was on his own in the middle and he ended up in the one who was trying to walk down the the thing and then halfway down when the only because because that clue only gave them half of the path he then decided to just start taking leaps of faith (laughs) and taking steps and he got a little bit far with it but ultimately uh you know almost got himself killed in fact honestly the only disappointment i really have of this scene uh, other than that i wish that the the clues were more you know play along they would be that no one gets sliced. Like, I was really expecting yeah. someone to fall into the lasers and get properly sliced. But PG-13. <laughs> but even if you do it off camera, don't, like, you know, yeah. just, it's like someone starts to fall, you cut to the reaction, and you, and you just hear a <laughs> like, yeah. a, you know, just something like that. But they didn't even do that. Uh, So, so that, that was a bit of a shame. Uh, but Yes. And there's a lot of like moments where someone has to stay back and read out the path, and you know, Zoe ends up like, only getting out in the nick of time because she's the one who's like mm-hmm. giving them the path, and then she has to follow the breadcrumbs or lollipops in this case that they've left for her on the squares. Um But I, th- I think I like this one the most because Unlike some of the other ones, it felt like a real place and obviously it's not it's one they've built but it does look like a real bank or you know an equivalent to that as opposed to say the next one which has like an almost like Truman Show-esque like here's an ocean backdrop for for this Mm -hmm. beach set Uh, which you know um although I do appreciate how fake that next one looks because I remember in the first one kind of feeling a little bit like oh, this, like, Frozen Lake place, mm-hmm. it feels super realistic. And I'm like, did they really just build this in a room somewhere? At least this, this beach one they go to next does genuinely feel like a set. It feels like there's, like, the fake qualities of it are there and intentional. And, like, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this, this does feel like something that a team has, has built as opposed to, oh, we're in a, 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 a you know. I mean, I'm sure, and I'm sure the Frozen Lake was a set. I'm sure it was literally a movie set. But in the context of this being super convincing and uh, all that. So, um, so yeah. Uh, what did you think of the beach? Room number three! The beach.
1: The beach room was okay. It wasn't my favorite, though. But the next room probably would have been my favorite if they did one thing. I'll, I'll tell you when we get to it. But I did like the concept of the beach room with the lighthouse and the other little shack there and refrigerator.
0: I think I didn't like the clues as much, but I did like the idea of it being so themed. Like there's different areas. Like there's a little mm-hmm. shack with like you say there's the lighthouse. There's the pile of like boats, like in rubble mm-hmm. and stuff. There's like, uh, you know, spades and buckets and you know, beach things out in the, 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 the sand. And uh, I think that the thing that kind of killed this one a little bit for me is I thought the visual effect of whatever they were doing to the sand to kind of turn it into yeah. quicksand it looked really weird. It didn't mm-hmm. look natural. It, it looked, I don't know, there it was, it was like a CG kind of quality mm-hmm. to it. They just looked a bit weird. Uh, so that kind of stuck out to me and because of that, it was a, it was a bit odd. But um, yeah, we actually, so there was a death in the first room. The guy who was upset that he wasn't getting back to his wife, he he died in the first room. I, mm-hmm. I did like that they kind of surprised us by not killing anyone in the second room. Mm-hmm. That was a bit of a swerve. Uh, and the sand and the beach room. Uh, it looks like blonde lady's about to die because she falls into the the sand and sinks. But then our priest man decides to tie mm. a rope to his his waist and jump down after her, and he saves her. But then, as he's trying to he come back up, the rope snaps, and he dies. Mm. Uh, so he got to sacrifice himself for someone. I'm sure he's very happy about that. the one
1: thing that that kind of bugged me was why um ben was moving so slowly like his ankle wasn't broken this time and he just always everything he did just seemed like at half speed and i know it was made meant for there to build up tension Mm. but it i it wasn't believable
0: yeah there's there's definitely moments where it feels like there's some characters who are standing and watching other characters do something and it mm-hmm. kind of feels like there's a lot of stuff to check in here. You can maybe could just be at least looking at things to see if there's other clues or, mm-hmm. or something. Uh, so you know, I, I yeah, I think that the beach one was a really fun concept, but I think the actual trap of the sand sort of like turning into the sinking quicksand somehow, like I, I, you know, however they've triggered that, I I fe- that felt too fantastical, and it didn't mm-hmm. feel like a a trap that like admittedly the lasers are over the top sure but at least there's a simple logic to them that we understand right there's a laser there's mm-hmm. a straight line and you kind of hit that line and it'll cut you and there's a lot of them so that becomes super dangerous um and yeah it's super because you know the, the end of that last room is zoe literally running from the grid of lasers turning on it's like chasing her down the room so it's super hollywood nonsense mm-hmm. not in a bad way necessarily but it is super hollywood nonsense
1: It's one step away from the slow walk with the uh, explosion behind you.
0: (laughs) Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. (laughs) In many ways, it's almost the exact uh, opposite of that, how you think about Mm it. Uh, So, yeah, so the the beach is a nice concept. There's two exits here. Uh, Zoe thinks she's found, like, a super secret one that'll get them out of the game, but you're just like, nah, this is not that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks like Ben also falls to his death in here. Uh, he falls into the sand. It feels a bit early, though, which is why I was expecting shenanigans mm-hmm. um later on. uh the next one they end up in though uh because the other woman, the influencer uh she goes out the original exit and she's like missing for a little bit and it's just it's just Zoe and the blonde woman uh at this point though, we've seen the blonde woman like put her hand on the burning stove, and she didn't react to it, so it was like okay she doesn't feel pain maybe maybe that was like because at the start of the movie they all say what the gimmick because if you remember in the first movie zoe's room was that everyone there was a sole survivor that was the gimmick mm-hmm. of that that group of people uh the priest was just a bunch of priests <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, their faith get them through it um but notably she never said what hers was and it's not until later she it turns out that she just doesn't feel pain she she doesn't have the nerve endings or whatever uh so that you know i thought they were going to do more with that it, i i thought that in the next room they get to which is that they think they're outside they think they're on a new york street oh no it's a big led screen for like the you know it's, it's actually a set again um and the gimmick in this room uh and they run into the other women as well here is that every time the timer runs down on the on the traffic lights it rains acid and they mm-hmm. have to try and find cover but their cover they have are like umbrellas and you know the little uh awning. Yeah, the awnings from on in front of the stores. They are melting and they're they're only good for a couple of showers before they're just gone. So they're trying to get into the phone booth, they're trying to get into the taxicab, uh they're trying to find a key. I think I, I like the concept of this one again. Mm-hmm. Uh I like that the compared to the previous ones, there's this real time crunch to it. But I almost felt like the, the the clues should have been even simpler to compensate for the fact that it was meant to be so quick because it mm-hmm. was hard to kind of swallow certain things. Um, I did not expect uh, them to kill off the two other characters in this scene. Uh, they do this cruel thing that when they kind of figure things out, Zoe goes into the cab, but the door immediately shuts behind her, and then this phone booth that the auto were hiding in shuts behind them and they run for the car. And I thought that they were going to do something here where the blonde woman, because she couldn't feel pain, was going to cover the other woman as, like, a sacrifice. I thought that's what they were going to do with it because she's like, mm-hmm. oh, she still die. Like, it's not going to be, like, she's, like, immune to, like, the effects of it, but at least she won't be in pain as she's sacrificing herself, and that'll be, like, her sort of doing something nice for the other person. But instead, she says, it's okay, don't react. So they don't give the audience their sick satisfaction. And then we just get the implication that they both get melted. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and this this would have been my favorite room if they had shown them melting. Like, I love I love a good melt effect. <laughs> like, go bring in the practical effects people and show them melting, and it would have been it would have been great.
0: Yeah, I love how you complaints of the movie boiled down to. I want to see someone sliced in half. I want to see someone melted. I yes. want to see someone get <laughs> uh, fried with electricity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a fine. A complaint to have honestly um, which it kind
1: of I- reminds me a little bit of like when the dream sequences in Nightmare on Elm Street like when, <laughs> when those people get messed up they get messed up I remember one Nightmare on Elm Street I want to say it was part 5 where he fed this girl to death and her cheeks were like bursting like I like the ridiculousness of that like if you're going to do this type of movie make it ridiculous I think
0: it would be okay that there was no gory or like you know grimy demises if if it just if if it was more intricate and the puzzling was actually really fun to follow along with and solve I Mm -hmm. think that would because you would be getting that out of it instead so it wouldn't really be a big deal you don't you don't get the nasty deaths necessarily but because the the puzzling is like so convoluted that you can't really play along with it you don't get the same satisfaction and therefore you're looking for the other thing that you want instead which is the 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 gore effects and then you don't get that either and that kind of sucks so uh but yeah, so it turns out this entire game, uh, was based on, and we never even mentioned this, but the movie starts with a previously, on Escape Room, uh, we get, like, a whole montage of the first movie and kind of explaining everything, and it turns out that Deborah Ann Wills' character from the first movie is alive. We thought she fell to her death, but it turned out they had her on a crash pad, and they forced her to design this game, and it's, the theme... Is that it's uh, the day she spent with her daughter once, her daughter that uh, passed away. Uh, oh no, she's not passed away, she thought she was dead. Uh, it turned out they kidnapped her and they, they they forced her to make the game or they'd hurt her daughter. Um, and now they want Zoe to design the next game. Which is why they had no intentions of letting the others live. They wanted this all just to be like, no, no, no this is all just to get her to this point where she's going to agree to do this. So this final room here isn't actually a game room, really. It's just a room, uh, and the whole point of it is that Ben's not dead, Ben also was not killed. He is now in a tank, though, in front of them, and he's going to drown if she doesn't agree to build the next game, but she tells him to piss off, and it just kind of becomes this, how can we try and get him out of this tank? Uh, at first, uh, Deborah Ann Will's character, Amanda, she is too scared to fight back, but then she eventually joins in. It, I mean, no one really cares that much, um... Her her popping up randomly here towards the end, she wasn't really dead. Was a very saw like twist. I mm-hmm. thought it felt like, oh, this is in like saw four, five, or six when someone who you thought was dead from the previous movie just shows up for no reason. Um, and it's like, okay, I I guess she was the biggest star in the first one because she'd been mm-hmm. on a couple of big TV shows, so she was like the the name. So I I guess that was a big deal to have her come back, but. Uh... I think maybe they were overestimating the attachment that any of us had to characters in that first movie.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not even that attached to Zoe. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I like her. I like that her character ha- gave us uh, a different take because so often in a horror movies, women of color always always the sassy black friend, mm-hmm. the sassy Asian friend, the sassy Latina friend. <laughs> so it was great <laughs> to see this woman of color who is a little nerdy, Who's a little bit uh, in- introverted and shy. I like that.
0: Yeah, no i I think her performance is good. I liked her on Lost in Space, so I kind of like mm-hmm. I kind of like Zoe just because the actress is good, and I like the actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the character herself doesn't really have a whole lot going. Uh, she has more than the char- because she's the main character, so they give her a bit more. She has a, she actually has like you know a fear, and she has something to get over, mm-hmm. uh, and she has the most characterization of anyone, but like everyone else is you know kind of just like a one note character Mm -hmm. with a with a one purpose depending on what what you know what their their role is so yeah um no it's no it's true it was worth pointing out that we do have a lead character who is of color and you know it it shouldn't be a tally thing but it's been so one-sided for so long that Mm -hmm. you kind of have to point it out you kind of have to celebrate it a little bit when it does happen even when it is in a you know just yeah, okay and movie and
1: she's not a stereotype she's an actual yeah. you know there's women of color we have different personalities we're not always the sassy best friend
0: <laughs> yeah uh, so th- that is that's nice mm-hmm. I mean there's I mean, not a lot of puzzles to give so you know, we're looking yeah. for them where they are um, and, and if nothing else I will say that her relationship with Ben which is like it might turn romantic at some point there's definitely like a shared yeah. trauma there is that also feels at least a little unconventional compared to most yeah. horror movies so I guess points for that too this friendship oh, is a little unique uh, yeah. I actually there's a line early on uh, that almost felt like it was trying to just cover up a plot hole because they, they, you know, they're on the train, they realise they've all been in games and at one point Ben goes, wait a minute, when I thought I won uh, the guy that worked for the company tried to murder me straight away as if like they don't let survivors actually live so mm-hmm. how are you all here? And they just kind of gloss over it by like, oh, they work in mysterious ways. <laughs> like... Oh,
1: also, it was funny that he called him vaguely European and I'm like, he sounded pretty British to me. <laughs> like, what is vaguely European? <laughs>
0: um, well, that's like in movies or whatever where they'll have a character who's vacationing in Europe. They'll just see mm-hmm. Europe. Like, Europe's a pretty big place with a lot of... And, yeah. it's not, and it's not even like... It's not even like it's a lot of countries people don't know about. Europe's full of really well known countries. Like people, mm-hmm. Americans, this is, I'm talking about Americans specifically. Yes. Americans know France, they know Spain, mm-hmm. they know Germany. It's not like, I don't know, like some Eastern European countries that are smaller, they, they might not know, right? Yeah. You know, it's not like that. There's a lot of really big, well known countries in Europe that they mm-hmm. can specify. <laughs> so that's a bit odd
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: not they do that. So yes, vaguely European.
1: <laughs> I can't believe he described that gentleman like that. Like, what was vague about it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was pretty. It's pretty clear. And we have we have seen enough uh, British people within even the American um, media. Like everyone knows Simon Cowell, as much of a jerk as he is. <laughs> we, we know him. Everyone knows Pierce. Uh, what is it, Pierce? Is it Pierce Morgan? I think his last name is Morgan. He's always in some controversy.
0: I'm not sure why you jump into these people. There's a lot of English actors that have been in many a movie for decades oh, yes, and decades. That's true, too. That's
1: true, too. <laughs> you know why? Because a lot of English actors hide their accents and play American roles, and then you don't know until you see them in an the interview after the movie, like, oh, I didn't know you were British. <laughs> I mean, that's true. A lot of them yeah. do.
0: But a, a lot, you know, there is a lot of times where they do play characters with their own, um, you know, with their, with their own accents. i Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is weird. Uh, That's a weird thing. But I, I just, I felt like that was like a plot hole thing. They were just trying to like sort of brush off. Like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. We thought of that too. That technically we implied in the last movie that all the survivors get killed off anyway. And mm-hmm. they just happen to get away. Uh, but we'll just, we'll cover it up. We'll cover it up quickly. This is fine. It's fine. Uh, so basically they use some gas and, uh, fire mm-hmm. to like break things down. They get out. I did kind of like that when they get out, you see like big, like, rooms label it and the outside is this is the new york set and this is the you know even mm-hmm. though this this place was ridiculously big and like how are they hiding something this huge it's like this nonsense but it does feel too easy like they're out mm-hmm. they're outside it feels far too easy they go to the police station and they're like hey yeah and it's on the news like oh this secret organization has been doing this to people there's witnesses now the police the fbi the cia all the all the authorities are all looking for people and they're, they're bringing people to justice and I'm like, okay, this is so easy that I know they're going to do the, oh, you're still in the game, like, twist, right at the very mm-hmm. last scene. And sure enough, Zoe gets over her fear of flying, she wants Ben to go on the plane with her, and she sees a woman who looks like her ther- therapist, but isn't, but uh, has the book, the pen, the bag <laughs> that were pointed out as clues at the start of the movie, and then the voice uh, comes on on, on the plane, and you know, says, thank you for flying Air, whatever the company that does this game is, and it's like, you know, you don't get to, you're not out of the game until we say you are, like, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So now they're on the plane, and if there's an escape room three, if they do a third one, somehow they're going to have to start it with them on a plane, uh, mm-hmm. which I assume took off. It felt like it. I mean, but then maybe it's just simulating things. But I don't know, like. How many of these passengers are innocent people and how many are working for the company? <laughs> like That's a lot of players, if this is still, the, still an escape room style thing. Uh, so, I don't know. The, the ending's just... Like, it's eye-rolling. Dis- I mean, it's not even disappointing because mm-hmm. you kind of expect a shitty ending like this, but it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, okay, fine, whatever.
1: And then the subplot with the daughter, um, where the daughter, I guess she's locked in a room. She's being forced to make these traps and uh, Zoe has to help her escape. And it almost was like a ring type of situation where she finally helps her escape. And it turns out that the daughter is more evil than the father who was making the traps. But what do you mean? That was the ending that was in the, in the version that I saw. Are there two different versions again? Are they doing that thing like they used to do in the 80s where they would have like a European no, version no, no, and an no. American version?
0: No, there's a theatrical cut and an extended cut and I watched the theatrical one because it was shorter.
1: Oh, uh, maybe I watched the extended
0: one. Wait, hold on. I
1: didn't notice that there was more than one cut.
0: What happened at the end of the years? What are you talking about? Like, So the last time I saw Amanda was when they escaped and then they mentioned she was talking to the police at the police station. That's all I saw. I didn't see anything with her after that.
1: Oh, well, there's a, another scene where the daughter, like, okay, at the beginning of the movie, at the beginning of your movie, did you see uh, a wife who was trying to get away from her husband? Who oh, was
0: no. The, um... no. None of this, no.
1: Oh, well, this is interesting. We saw two different versions of the movie. At the very beginning of the escape room you, that you, I saw. You,
0: you, said, wait, you, you said daughter, and I thought you meant like Amanda's daughter, who's been held captive, but we never saw her. She was just mentioned. I was like, who Who, who are you talking about? <laughs>
1: no, in this one, they show the um, the puzzle master. And he's pretty much super um, abusive, and his wife is trying to leave him. And uh, when they first show her or show his daughter, she's in her bedroom and she's playing a, a puzzle game in her suitcase. And since his wife is trying to leave him, he uh, pretty much sets up a puzzle in their home sauna. Of course, they live in this huge mansion, and she couldn't solve the puzzle in time, so she dies in the sauna. Years later, we find out that he has had his daughter imprisoned and made her make all these puzzle games because she was even better at it than him. And so at the end of, of the movie, um, Zoe finds the daughter and has to free her in order to so, get out of the whole uh, maze thing. And, uh, and all of the clues were from the daughter, that daughter. And then when she's free, she's like, the very last line in the movie is the daughter saying, oh, if you thought my father's puzzles were bad, wait till you see mine. And then that's the the gateway to the part
0: three. Wait, so they don't go on the plane? No. There's different. There's actually different endings to these two cuts.
1: Apparently so. Oh my! Oh, I did
0: Jesus. not know this. Uh, yeah. None of that's the I mean, presumably, if they're going to do a part three, they'd have to follow my ending because that was the <laughs> one that was released in theaters, right? You would think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I mean, maybe they don't plan on doing a third one, so they changed it to something that was more of a, da-ha, hey, gotcha, and that's it. Because yours sounds more like it is a part 3 setup, whereas mine just mm-hmm. feels like it's kind of ending it. And I mean, it's not impossible they could do a three, but mm-hmm. would they do it with the same characters? Would they, you know, would it just be a new set of people, whatever? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's bookending that you're giving me here. That's uh, not in the theatrical cut. I, I had no idea what you were talking about when you started talking about that. Um Interesting. Mm. Did you like it? Wouldn't be
1: the first time Hollywood has done that. There's, there's yeah. been other movies where they have well, a theatrical cut and then they have.
0: It. Well, no, they do that a lot. But like normally, mm. what they add, like the because it was like seven extra minutes, and I thought, ah, oh, usually it's some extended dialogue and a few scenes. It's nothing that important, and normally that's true. Normally it's a few extra dialogue scenes, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so funny that in this one occasion where I said no, I'm I'm watching the shorter version, that mm-hmm. the differences were so extreme that it had a different ending and this other subplot that tied into the creator of the first puzzles. Like, none of that's in the theatrical cut. None of that is there. Uh, so, I mean, did you like the ending in that, that version?
1: Yeah, because, well, in the traps, the daughter was leaving clues. Like, when they were in the beach scene, underneath, they lift something up and it says S.O.S. And also the sandcastle's in the shape of the house that she's trapped in. Like, she kept putting all these ah. little clues... In the escape rooms for them to try to find her because she was locked in a room, also being forced to create these puzzles
0: now that you mention it i, ha- I actually uh I guess I just assumed that the s o s was amanda saying s o s because she obviously she was the one making that this 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 puzzle um but i yeah I never really thought about it past that, so i, I guess it makes more sense that there's there's someone trying to communicate something but
1: mm-hmm. uh, and the daughter's the one that built the trap door to try to save Ben she made it so that when he fell through the, through the thing that he would be in another room, but then huh. um, her father's goons found him and still put him in another trap room. But that, <laughs> that trap that room did so water. But... Now that I think about it, the trap room that Ben got put in on my version didn't have water, it had gas.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Do you know what's weird about hearing this? Is that in my version, it, it occurred to me that it was kind of interesting that you never see anyone who's making this or who is like making this all work. But it sounds like in the version you watch, you were seeing dunes like grab someone when they fell through a door and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which cause I, and then my version, you know, they're so they're almost like a ghost. Like you never see anyone who's doing this mm-hmm. to them. It's just the cameras looking at them. Uh you know, you got more of that in the first one with the guy at the end, the vaguely European man, as we previously mm-hmm. mentioned.
1: And even with this, the puzzle master when he's arguing with his wife. He says, oh, I have to finish these puzzles. You know what they'll do. Which implies that he's not even a boss. He's just the person that's, that's being paid to make the puzzle. So it's still yet to be revealed who are paying him to do these puzzles.
0: If they do a third one, mm-hmm. it's going to be weird how they handle if, if If any of the extended stuff is actually canon, if they just re-explain it in the third one, mm-hmm. if it's because they may want to change it. Maybe that's why they took it out. I don't know. But... Mm-hmm. I have no idea. uh That is so weird, especially since it it would have only put the movie up to 95 minutes instead of like 89 or whatever I watched. So mm-hmm. it's not even like yeah, but, the show yeah, times. Yeah, the one that I
1: watched was 97 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's not even like the show times in the theaters would have been like, oh, there's there's also many more show times because you cut out that five minutes. You know, it's. Mm-hmm. uh That's weird. Oh, well, we well, discovered something here at the end of the review, so that's nice. Uh, what are you rating Escape Room Tournament Champions?
1: Hmm. I'm, I'm going with a 5.5 because I was never bored, but it didn't it, it, it didn't live up to my expectations as far as, I don't know, just making you feel something. It didn't make me feel anything because without the character development, without having puzzles that were more interactive with the audience, and without gore, you're just kind of mediocre. Just above mediocre. I'm going to say above mediocre. So 5.5. Because it was very well done. Like, I have no gripes on the technicality of how everything was shot. It's great to look at. Everything looked great. The acting was okay. Nothing was, like, stellar. But I couldn't say they were absolutely bad actors either. So it's definitely in the middle, that 5.5 middling range.
0: Yeah, I'm actually agreeing give it the exact same score. I don't think it's enough to be called good. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's very watchable. Uh, the only thing I'll dispute in what you said there is, I honestly think it looked that good. I think there's a, a lot, far too many quick zooms and like too many erratic mm-hmm. quick edits, and like we're trying to be slick and stylish and we're cool with our, with our stuff. It, it, so it, yeah. it didn't feel like a, it felt like a music video director trying to direct a movie more than a, an actual filmmaker to mm-hmm. me. But uh, I,
1: I think the reason why I say it looked good is because recently I've, I have had <laughs> the misfortune of watching one too many Wild Eye movies <laughs> where it looks absolutely horrible. Like, it has either a sepia filter or a green filter or a blue filter. Everything is shot in close-up. It's just... So, compared to that, this one's
0: okay. <laughs> it was made an Are you familiar
1: act- with Wild Eye.
0: <laughs> not really, no. Uh, oh, and, oh. I, and I think I'm happy not being familiar, to be honest, with the sounds of it.
1: Mm.
0: So... Uh, yeah, they
1: make the worst horror movies. They usually, they usually have the artwork which is borrowed from another horror movie. Like, say, they'll take the little crawling lady from uh, the Last Exorcism, and then they'll like call it like Amityville Possession Exorcism. <laughs> and That's their movie.
0: This is on you. Well, you're yeah. choosing to watch these things.
1: Yes, yes, I am.
0: <laughs> this is all, completely on you. Anyway, I think there was
1: another one that was called like Ouija oh. Conjuring. <laughs> it was really
0: bad. Yeah. I think that'll do, as though I think that'll wrap up uh, this escape mm-hmm. room to discussion. Let us know what you think of the movie in the comments if you've seen it. Uh, it's always nice and to hear which from. Did you... Oh yeah, which version did you watch too? That's a good, good. good... I mean, it's it's actually kind of nice that we ended up accidentally watching the different cuts so we could discuss the differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, let us in the comments what you thought of the movie. Like and subscribe, ding the bell for notifications. All those things really do help out YouTube channels, so that's why they all tell you to do it. So. Here I am, shelling and telling you to do it. Uh, of course, I will thank our Patreon producers for the month, so thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, board Now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, David Brown, and Stanley. Uh, they are Patreon producers for the month. You can support us at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your trouble, including an extra episode every month, as well as stuff for other shows that we do on MailFuzz movies and MailFuzz TV and et al. So, do that. And also catches on the Twitter app, sorry, at ScreamsMidnight, which is the, the home of all the Male movies, Twitter updating and whatnot. Uh, and of course, Shasha, if you would like to uh, promote, pimp out your channel, you may. Yes,
1: you can always find me at What Did I Just Watch. I may not look like myself a lot this month because it is October, which is my month. So, if you see someone that doesn't look like me, it's probably still me. Also, uh, Crystal and I will be back with Coast to Coast Horror every Sunday of October, and I will be on Hood Podcast on Mondays, where we talk about news of the weird all over the world because every country has a hood.
0: Okay. There you go. Uh, and was there anything else I need to tell you here at the end? I don't think so. But uh uh thank you very uh, Yeah, now that you mention it, that's well probably... Yeah, because the only episode goes out this week, so yeah, this will be this will be the first episode in October. So yeah, happy October, everyone. Uh and we'll see you soon for uh, more spooky goodness. So thank you once again. Oh, and also since it is in October, uh hope you're glad that Screams After Midnight is back. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh so thank you very much for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, and if you see someone wearing the sacred mask, repeat to yourself. "'Hockey season ended months ago.'